Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. And uh, we're, we're going to take a little break from the series we've been in about developing well. We've been looking at the Beatitudes, and we're going to spend the next couple of weekends talking about Christmas. And uh, it just seems right with all the lights and everything that we should talk about what's happening and what it's all about and why we do what we do and um, what the meaning is. And, and so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to explore those things together and uh, really talk about what Christmas is all about. Uh, before we hop into that today, get a few little bad jokes. Here we go. Uh, what did Adam say on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. I know, it's bad. How do you make someone that's not very bright laugh on Christmas Day? Tell them a joke on Christmas Eve. <laughs> then they get it. Okay. I didn't say they were good. Why? What does Santa get if he gets stuck in a chimney? Santa claustrophobia. I think that's a keeper. Santa claustrophobia. All right. Scripture reading. This is a keeper. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. This is out of the message paraphrase. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We are a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. And blessed be the word of the Lord. I think it's a great scripture um, leading into Christmas and what Christmas is all about. And it talks about the God's lavish, lavish gift-giving to us in his son and, and what that means and, and what it's all about and, and, and why we celebrate Christmas. And, you know, um, it's, it's, it's the heart of what we celebrate uh, is, is Jesus entering the scene and what that's all about. There's people sometimes get kind of all caught up in what day it actually happened. It probably wasn't December 25th. It's just kind of a day that got settled on. Uh, um, historically, if you look, it was probably sometime in the, but the late summer or something or early fall. We don't know for sure, but uh, it probably wasn't December 25th. And sometimes people get, but, but it's the day that we settled on a long time ago historically to, to celebrate the entrance of Jesus into the world and what that means. And that's what, you know, the, the heart and the message of Christmas is. And, and I, I love this time of year. I, I like that we have a time of year where we can celebrate uh, and where the whole world seems to join in, you know, even if they may not get it all the way yet. Um, but it's still at the heart of this, as much as they'd like to, to make it something different, at the heart of this is Jesus and, and his entrance into the world. And, and to, to me, that's what makes it so amazing. Um, you know, when I was a kid, we d I didn't grow up in a, in a home that, um, uh, I mean, I grew up in a fine home, but it, it didn't, they didn't, we never went to church, and um, Christmas 
I didn't know what Christmas was all about. I, I didn't find out until I was much older, 25. Uh, and, and yet I still, um, it, it still, it sort of made sense to me then at the, at the you know, at the giving gifts and the anticipation and, and of the excitement and even though it's commercialized and all those things and, um, you know, if you know me, you know I like the Charlie Brown cartoons and everything. I still do. Uh, uh, I, I, I just feel like all of it, it you know, when I, when I figured out what it was really all about, it just it made it even better. And uh, I still look at it that way. I, I like um, the opportunity to tell people about Jesus. I, I like that there's a time of year when, um, you know, when it's, it's, uh, it's, it's much more uh, sort of, you know, prevalent. It's in the air and, and that we get to discuss it and, and talk about it and enjoy it and celebrate him. And, and so for me, all that is, is part of Christmas there's some neat stuff um, that we look at, and, and if we hold those verses in, in uh, our scripture reading in mind. And the first thing that, that I want to talk about is that God created us to love us. God created us to love us. Ephesians 1.4, this was in our scripture reading. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. That, that verse tells us that you and I are the focus of the love of God. I, I, I just allow that to sink in a little. You and I are the focus of the love of God. And he wants us to experience full and abundant life. He wants us to enjoy life. And yet so many people don't really seem to enjoy life. I, I meet so many people that seem to be enduring life, sort of hurrying through it. Um, um, so many people live with a, with a when and then mentality that, that, um, that says, well, when this happens, then I'll be happy. And they, they keep, there's this forever when and then situation going on in their lives and they never get to enjoy the life that's, that's, that's upon them and, and end up missing life uh, and, and all that it means. And, and, uh, uh, and I think in the process, they miss so much of the experience of the life that God wants us to have. And, and, and see, he does want us to enjoy life. God created pleasure. Uh, and he, he wants us to experience a, a, full, a full life. And he gave us the capacity to enjoy life. Uh, he didn't want us to just endure it. He wants us to enjoy it. And I always think about this, and, and this always becomes very sort of real to me at this time of year. I start thinking about the, the blessing that God give us, gave us in the five senses. And, and, you know, he didn't have to do that, um, um, it, but he, he gave us these senses uh, to experience life with. Uh, he gave us eyes, and, and then he filled the world with color. Um, there's no real purpose for color other than, than, than pleasure. Um, we don't need it to survive. You don't have to have color to survive. Uh, it, this could have been a colorless universe. It could have been drab, dark, black and white, gray, ugly, you know, no color to it, but, but it's not how it is. God created color. And, and he even gives you, uh, this is how cool God is and how much he wants you to enjoy it, the, uh, the ability to choose which colors you, you really like. And, and, you know, most people, if you ask them, they have a favorite color. They have a color that, for whatever reason, oh, I really like that color. And, and maybe there's colors you like less, but, but God gave you the ability to enjoy certain colors. And, and, and uh, there's, there's colors you like, and there's, there's, you know, colors you like to wear, and the colors that you don't like. And, and, and all of that came because of this amazing gift from God. And he gave you this because he loves you. Um, uh, and, and so it's, it's all about when you, when you see a, a sunset, um, or a sunrise, 
um, which are both so amazing things to witness. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a picture uh, of God's love. It's a reminder. He gave us you know, eyes to see and then, and then creates this masterpiece before us. Um, when, you know, when, you, when you see something as art or something that's, that's really you know, deep and well thought out and, and, and catches your attention, all that's just because God wanted you to enjoy these things. All of those things came from God. The ability to see. Um, about a month ago, I, I had a really bad joke I was going to tell you, and my wife said it was so bad that I couldn't do it. And, uh, and so, but then I said, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to ask for a waiver, uh, and she gave me one, because I said, I, I have an opportunity for that joke, and, and really, I think it's, it's got to be said. And she said, oh, it's on you, I don't care, whatever, now, go ahead. So, here it is, in, in light of what I just said, here, here's, the, here's the joke. Think about this, I, I wanted to tell it for a month. Roses are gray. Violets are gray. I am a dog. It, it impacts certain people. That'll be one of the ones you get Christmas Day. Okay? Never mind. Here we go. So, you like that, don't you? See? So it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. So, um, then God gave us ears, and, and uh, ears, amazing thing, the, the ability to hear. And just think, you know, God's so cool. Just two or three little bones, and they, they vibrate, and, and all of a sudden, it, 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 your brain is able to take those things that, that come at it and, and, and make sound. And then God filled the world with sound. You don't have to have sound to exist. But, but God created sound for your pleasure. Um, think about music. What's the purpose of music? You can find music in every culture. And it's, it ultimately it comes back to pleasure. It's, uh, it's something we like to hear. It, it moves us. It stirs us. It, uh, I mean, we use it for worship, and, and certainly it has purpose. But, but some of it's just sheer pleasure uh, is, is, is in, in music, and it's because we can hear it. And, and that's a gift from God that you can hear. Um, he, he created taste buds. And, 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 you know, I'm glad he did. Uh, you know, think about your favorite food um, and, and, or foods and whatever that looks like. And, and you know, just, just the ability to taste things. You know, I saw amazing cookies back there today in the food. And, and, and just the, the uh, ability to enjoy those sort of things is a, is a gift. And, you know, God could have made us function more like cars where we just needed fuel, and it didn't really matter what the fuel was, and maybe it, could, it might have been one kind of fuel. I mean, what if, what if we operated, you know, like on kale? Uh, can you imagine if that's all you took in, that's all you had was kale? That's the big thing now. That's why I mentioned, because everybody's trying to figure out how to make kale taste good. You can't, by the way. Um, I keep hearing, I, well, you can do this, and you can bake it, and you can, you can put stuff on it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> it will never be, it's, no. But still... Um, it's supposed to be really good for you. But what if, I mean, so, so and, and what if that was it? That would be, that would be boring. But, but God created taste buds for our pleasure, uh, for us to enjoy and, and to, to enjoy um, those things that, that we eat. And, and God does that. And when he sees us enjoying um, the, the life that he's created for us, he gets pleasure from that. He enjoys that we enjoy what he's done. And uh, uh, he's, it, it's, it's an evidence of his love. And, and everything in the world he created because he, he, he loved it and he created you because he loved you. 
And I think so many of the things that we take for granted on a, on a daily basis, um, if we would stop and think about them, that, that it would help us to not just sort of go through life with blinders on and in sort of survival mode and not really experiencing life. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how often you thank God for your taste buds, but it's a pretty good thing to thank God for. Um, how often you thank God for air, but you, you would really miss it if it wasn't around. Um, uh, you know, and the water and the sun and, and all sorts of things that we sort of just kind of take for granted. But, but God created these things for our enjoyment, for our pleasure. And, and, uh, um, and all of these were a picture of his love for us. He, he has this amazing, incredible love for us. But then here's what happened. The second point is that we have walked away from this amazing love of God. We've walked away from it. Isaiah 53, 6. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and have gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong on him, on him. All of us have walked away from God's love. I have, you have, we all have. We've done it many, many times. We do it on a regular basis, on a daily basis. We walk away from this amazing love of God. And, and this has happened from the beginning. You know, we can trace it right back to Adam and Eve. Um, and, um, you know, I often think of that situation. Uh, and, and I get it um, because we, we do the same thing. Although sometimes we think, you know, if we were in a perfect environment and, and you know, you, you try and think about that, that they're in paradise and there's absolutely no stress and there's no interruptions, and there's no painful memories, and there's, there's no dysfunctional families, and there's no in-laws, and there's no kids, and there's no clothes, and you think to yourself, you know, how can, how can you really mess that deal up? Um, but they did, and, and so would have we. And, and you know, God, um, uh, because he loves us, see, he, 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 in the midst of that, he gave them this, this one choice, because he wants people to choose to love him. And, and he said, listen, I, I don't want you to be forced into this. I love you. That's, that's unconditional. That's, that's the reality. And I want you to love me back, but I, I can't force you to do that, nor would I. Um, and, and so um, I'm, I'm going to put this one tree here in the midst of everything, this one tree. And, and listen, if you love me, stay away from that tree. That's all I'm going to ask. That's it. Everything else. But this, 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 this one, stay away from that one tree. It's not like he was a big Scrooge and, and made, you know, made so that they couldn't get to every. He, he created for them to enjoy. Gears, enjoy. I want you to enjoy it. He loves us. He wants us to enjoy it. He said, but, but listen, here's the choice. Please just, just stay away from that one tree. Just don't go to that one. Everything else is yours. And, uh, you know, it's a choice. He said, look, that's off limits. It's a choice. Just choose to love me. Stay away from that tree. And, and, and yet... We know what happened, um, even with everything else that, that was allowed, they ultimately ended up at the tree. And, and uh, they were the first in a long line of all of us who have walked away from God. It was just a picture of, of even in a perfect circumstance, still choosing to want to do our own thing. And it caused a huge problem because it separated us from God. And, and uh, here we have this amazing, perfect, holy God who does nothing but want to love us and, and our sin has made an issue that, that uh, separates us from, from that whole deal. And all of us have it. And so we had a, we had a huge problem. And, and then 
he does something about that because he loves us. And that's the third point is that, that God sent Jesus to woo us back. To woo us back. First John 4, 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And, and this is what Christmas is, is all about. God sent Jesus to woo us back to him. Um, he, he didn't come to force us to love him. It's always our choice. But, but he wants to woo us back once again with his love. And, and um, I, I, see, that's the heart of the Christmas message. God wants you back. Uh, he wants you back. He wants to be in relationship with you. He created you. All of us have walked away and done our own thing. And, 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 uh, and he says, look, I, I don't care what you've done. Uh, I want you back. I want you in relationship with me. And so he, he sent Jesus to earth. He came, fully God, fully man, into the world. Uh, he came so that we could know what God was like and so that we could hear the message. And the message in, in simplified form is, I love you and I want you back. That's the message that Jesus brings at Christmas. Um, and it's what Christmas is all about. And then, and then he backs it up. He lives a perfect life, one that we couldn't live. He lives among us. And then he takes this perfect life and willingly goes to the cross and exchanges his perfect life for our messed up one and, and reestablishes a way for us to be connected back to God because now when God sees us again he can see us in the perfection of his son and all is back to the way that it should be but fourth point is this we still have to choose to accept or reject this love it's always been the choice uh, and we walked away from it. We, we chose not to accept it. But in Christ, we have an opportunity to, to get reconnected again. But it's still a choice. Acts 10.35 says, It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. So it's a picture of, of a, an opportunity to be reconnected. And, and, and to me, it's, it's the heart of Christmas. God wants to be in relationship with you. And, and even with the cross, um, you know, all that's happened, he's, he still won't force it on you. We choose to accept or reject what Jesus has done and, and what he did for us at Christmas and, and, and going to the cross and defeating death and rising again, the whole Easter story. But, but it's always a choice, and it's a choice for us. But he's made the way possible. And my hope is, is this at Christmas, and it always, uh, every, every time we're together, that um, all of us would, would make that choice. If you haven't already chosen to, to live this life out, uh, reconnected to God, then, then I would encourage you to do that. And, and really, it's just a, it's just a point of, of saying you know, to God, I'm, I'm sorry for all of my choices that I've made that were, that were wrong. And, and the sin that I've engaged in, I, I, I shouldn't have done those things. And, and, and Lord, I ask that you would forgive me for them. And he does. And then, and then we just accept this amazing thing that he's done and, and ask Jesus into our heart and life to be our Lord and Savior. So, so in that process, we can be reconnected to God now and begin to experience the life that he wants for us, a, a now and forever full and abundant life. And so as, as we are moving closer towards Christmas, 10, 12 days left, whatever it is, um, my prayer is that, that each day, 
this, this amazing love that God has for you and the lengths that he's gone to to be in relationship with you would, would, would be the reason that we celebrate. And that you would, you would take them in once again. And if, you, if you're already walking with Jesus, that you would just be reminded of how amazing it is. And, and, and how much he loves you. And, and if, you, if you're not on that journey, I'd encourage you to start it. By, by that simple prayer. And just ask him into your life. So that's what I'm going to talk about this week. And uh, we're going to talk some more about some of the other aspects of Christmas next week. I'm really looking forward to that. If you're watching on television or by video, I hope you'll come and visit. We have a lot of stuff going on. We'd love to see you here. Uh, if you need prayer, go to our website at keysvineyard.com. Find the prayer page and, uh, and just send us a prayer request and we'll be happy to pray for you. But uh, if we don't see you, have a great Christmas and we'll see you as soon as we can.